Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP. Joining, as always, Nick Martin. How are you, bud? What's up? I'm good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. We're doing, we're up a little bit earlier than normal today. Well, you're up early. <laughs> I've been up since three. I skipped, I skipped the gym, so I'm going to hit it as soon as we're done. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, today on the show, man, I'm really, really excited for this guy. Uh, not only is he an NBA analyst, he is the host of a morning sports talk radio show called Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening to him for years. We finally got him on DadCast. Big fan. Welcome to the show, Mr. Bill Ryder. How are you, man? What's up, guy? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, I, I'm pretty excited for this. Being a radio guy myself, uh, we might end up talking a lot of shop here. Even though I was mentioned earlier, I work in a different genre, but I'm a huge sports fan, so this should go well. Nick will probably just hang out on the sidelines <laughs> for the entire show, but uh, much. we'll see how it goes, man. <laughs> so, as a rite of passage, Bill, uh, are you a dad? I am. I'm a, I'm a dad of a 12-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son. And as you dads know, they're the, uh, the center of my universe. And uh, as my daughter discovered yesterday, occasionally what happens as a dad hap- goes on the show. And my wife, being my wife, played that clip for my daughter. So she was mad at me for about, about two hours. But I am a proud <laughs> papa. Love my kids. And you guys know it's, it's the best journey on earth and it is so hard sometimes. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's the most difficult job I've ever had and it doesn't end ever. You're getting into the fun part with your daughter too, man. She's almost a teenager. You're, you're kind of screwed. The first, the first dude reached out ever for permission to like, see if they could hang out. And I, my head exploded. If you, I don't know where you guys are at, but, I'm in She's LA. 12. Hell no. Hell no is right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I shamed him on national radio. And then <laughs> nice. that is yeah, the beauty it. of the job that we have. My daughter, my oldest, she's my stepdaughter. She's going to be 17 in December. And she's been going through the 14 going on 30 phase since 14 years old. And I had many opportunity to go on the air and uh, basically get, no, uh-uh, you ain't doing it. Anyone listening to my voice who has any intention of hanging out in any form or fashion with my daughter, no, not exactly. freaking happening. But it's it's crazy, man, especially at that age with yeah. with with and, and daughters. You know, yeah, I, I'm I not the best is say, yeah, you can hang out, bring them over for dinner. I put on a tank top. I'm tattooed. I look kind of mean. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they usually I, don't come back. I need to start working out and getting some tattoos or have you over for that dinner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just give a little extra threat message. There. The, the right. thing you don't know though about Nick, he's only like five, two. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's like an intimidating Frodo. It, That's right. Hey, hey you know what? Sylvester's down the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm intimidated. It'll work. So 12 and so your boy's the younger. So you actually, the daughter is of the older age. I'm reversed. Uh, my, my son is 11 and uh, my youngest daughter uh, just turned eight years old. Little Miss Sassy Frass. She gets to see everything that older sister and older brother does yep. and then likes to push the limit to see what she can get away with. Um, so I'm definitely thought I'm in trouble now. No, no. In a few years, then that comes along. It's going to get even worse. How is it with your boy being that you are nationally syndicated radio guy? Is he old enough to realize yet that dad is kind of a quasi famous celebrity type? Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. So 
so yes, in part because just because of COVID, everything moved in the house. So they built, so I've got the radio thing. And I do a TV thing for CBS. They built like a little TV studio in the house. And that's the first time my son realized that people actually care sort of what his dad thinks. Although his entire sort of um, thought process is, does that mean you make enough money to buy me more Legos? Like, <laughs> no, no more Legos, no more superheroes. But he does, he does know. I mean, he, he is, he is aware. And it's kind of a, it's a weird thing because I mean, I live in a neighborhood of ridiculously famous people. I live, I'm from Iowa, right? I'm from Iowa. I didn't see the ocean until I was 20. I didn't step foot in LA or New York until I was in my thirties, but we somehow live in this very nice part of LA where there's all these crazy famous people. And my son is confused when Zac Efron or Steve Nash or whoever it is, don't know me. I'm like, dude, daddy's like a Z level, Z level, <laughs> right. not even celebrity, whatever the person that some people know in some cities, but they're definitely aware. And it's, it, it's an interesting dynamic as they get older. That's funny. And the answer to that question about more Legos, um, I give to my own son is a simple and definitive. No. I work in radio, son. You'll understand one day. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I wish I had your willpower, JP. Like I go to the store and it's all about shark, the baby shark toys. Every time I go to the store, I buy a new baby shark well, toy. Don't get new. Okay, and, and and Bill. So Nick is. Uh, he just. By the way, happy birthday, brother. We. This is the first okay. uh, recording of a podcast okay. we've done since you've had your birthday. He just turned yeah. forty-two. All right. Yeah. And he has a one-year-old son. Oh wow! Yeah, early. Are you through well, though? Are you through so the I, I have I have six kids, man. I my oldest is twenty-two. You have six kids? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So my my oldest, I was done, man. I was like done. My my youngest before this little guy is fifteen. So I was like, oh, man, they got like six more years. They're they're gonna be moved on, doing the right. thing. I, I was fixed. I got remarried, and my wife's like, hey, let's have a baby. So I was like, all right, let's let's do this. So we did it, and so you got unfixed. I got unfixed. Went to I got IVF. Oh, to, yeah. Because wow. yeah. I'm fixed. And I don't want my wife to know that one can get on. We like- <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll edit all that out. Mrs. Ryder, <laughs> if this ever gets to you, this is all false. That's right. This is not <laughs> it actually. It doesn't work. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> We're in an episode of Inception here. This It's not possible. The, the word, is, it's like with the Legos. Hell no. I love my kids. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, two, I mean, because you're in zone, you're in zone coverage. I mean, man to man. Six, man. Nick, Nick yeah, so, you, so you understand that's a football reference. That's Yes, I, I understand. Okay. I, did, I, I did play football, surprisingly enough. <laughs> defensively to be honest oh don't worry we're gonna get there i'm gonna go right up right. your ear alley bill I, I i know you've already discussed three hours this morning already and countless hours in the history of your life but we're gonna get there i'm totally excited to pick your brain when it comes to that um but nick yes i i can't go anywhere with either of my children the, the oldest is kind of good she just wants like clothes and amazon gift cards but oh, yeah. the eight-year-old and the 11 year old they're still Daddy, I, will you buy me Roblox? And the son wants Fortnite crap and anything you oh. can download. And lately, yeah, it's all about energy drinks for kids. If that even is such a thing, it's called G Fuel. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute, is that Mountain Dew stuff? No, it's like a powder, but they make it in energy form, and then they make like sugar-free, non make your kids go crazy versions. Just what our kids need; they're already hyper enough. So let's give them some more crap. Well, it's idea. It's gaming fuel. 
So whoever and, invented that needs to get their ass kicked. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking the exact <laughs> or hang out with my kids for five hours. Let's just line that inventor up with this with this kid who who by the way the kid that had, that wanted to hang out with my daughter he's an eighth grader she's a seventh grader let's just line them up together and we'll just hire someone to kick some ass. <laughs> I'm yeah. in. I'll fly down. I'm from Southern California, man. So oh, you are? yeah, I, I can. Down. I got any excuse to come home. <laughs> so I, I listened to your show and you mentioned you live in a shack in the middle of a. Uh, yeah. The, what exactly area, if you want to share, what what town do you live in? So we live in Manhattan Beach. Okay, in, yeah, okay. LA, which is awesome. It's a little beach community. I mean, we're so we so we we moved to LA seven years ago when my kids were four and one, and I didn't know anything about LA. I had to move last minute where they were launching Fox Sports One. I, I I got hired to work there, and so we just we settled on a little tiny house, tiny little. I mean, it looked like a, a Hobbit hovel made of dirt. Nick would I love it. it. Might have been actually made of dirt. And then we moved to Brooklyn and we moved back and we got this, we actually like couldn't find a place, couldn't come out. So we just had a realtor just rent us a place in our budget. We show up, it's tiny, it's, it's cool. It's a tiny little, tiny little cottage. And we are surrounded by mansions. And so the first, we moved back, my daughter, we're flying back to LA and she, uh, she never brought up boys before. This is two, almost two and a half years ago, right? So she's probably 10, nine or 10. And she has this crush on Zach Efron because he's in some movie she saw on the plane. I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's starting. We're driving to the house. And she goes, Daddy, do you think Zach Efron, we're, we're going to meet Zach Efron because, you know, it's L.A. Like, oh, yeah. And she's really sad we're, moving, we're leaving New York. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll meet Zach Efron. I'm sure he's around. We pull into this alley where our house is and straight in front of us is a giant mansion. Swear to God. Zach Efron is standing there screaming. <laughs> turned out Zach Efron was our neighbor for three days. I turned to my wife. I'm like, we got to get the bleep out of here. We cannot live in this house. Right. <laughs> but he mercifully moved. So yeah, I'm in this tiny little shack and there's normal people around me, but there's a bunch of crazy celebrities who just, just live in the neighborhood. Well, you know, that's not a horrible no, thing. Well, while we're on Zach Efron, Zach is a dad. Oh, so, since we're name dropping, but, Zach Efron, if you actually happen to watch this, we would love to have you on the podcast. I'll, if I see him, he hasn't been around in a while. I didn't know he was a dad. Yeah. yeah, he had a baby, I guess, like three or four years ago. It's kind of, he doesn't post about it too much, but. Hey. Well, if you're going to name turns drop. Out we have an agent that works for Disney that yeah. happens to, to know who he is. So He's actually. Okay, I can say this because I'm pretty certain this episode won't drop prior to us announcing, but um, Stafford, we're probably going to get Stafford on the show. Oh, that's um, right. In fact, he's already uh, committed. We just need to figure out a date because, you know, schedules are a little bit hectic right now for NFL stars. <laughs> he's supposed to be a great dude, too. Like, yeah. He's supposed to be a great guy. That's awesome. But so, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that. But Ted, he's a huge Rams fan, and uh, he... He's like, yeah, I'll get you Stafford. Yeah, just let us know when. We're like, sweet. Tomorrow? Yeah, you name it. yeah tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He's a, they're, they're prepping, Nick. Well, let's just give us some time. It's all right. We don't we need to get him right away. We got Bill. All right. We got Bill friggin' Ryder. He's Ryder than you. Great name, by the way. I always wanted to tell you that in person. Um, so, okay, now you threw me all off. We're starting to, oh, yeah, we're talking about name dropping. Uh, if you want a name drop, you know, this guy personally knows Jim Rome. So, yeah, we'd love oh, to get him on. But that's probably – that's that's one of my bucket lists. You were on that bucket list. Check. We've got uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'd love to get him on. Uh, Jim Rome. And then, of course, Nick really, really wants Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Rome would be, would be great. I mean, he's 
and I know Jim professionally. He's been right. amazing to me. But the you know when I've talked to him sort of in passing, when I've been on a TV show, I mean his I mean he's a dad. Yeah, and that's a big part of big part mm-hmm. of his life too. But he's just so busy, and I don't. I think he'd probably yeah. yell at me. He's a. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, he's such a good person. Like I don't know him well, and I would never call him and have a beer with him. He's just been amazing to me professionally and yeah. everybody else that he's interacted with. But he is such a good dude. Yeah, and yeah. not everybody you know this. Not everybody is in this business. Right, far from him. He's a he's one of the yeah. good guys. He really is. No, I was pretty. I was, and and I could talk about this on the podcast because I have no shame. I no longer work there. But when I heard you uh, last week uh, covering for uh, Bill on Friday, or excuse me, for Jim, I was like, yes, I finally get my my rider fix because they ungraceful. They just yanked it. Well, I, I'm telling you, just one morning you were not on, and it's Dan Patrick, and I'm like, did did something happen? Did 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 what is going on? So I still know the program director of the sports station, and I called him up, and I was like, dude, what is going on? Because I always complain with him, you know. At any time, you know, an imaging piece drops or overlaps something else. I like to give him shit and you know, I call him on it and uh, he gets all super sensitive. You know how radio it's, it's fun and I no longer work with him so I can just totally mess with him. But I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, uh, competition across the street, AM seven 30 at the time is no longer. And they were carrying a lot of the Fox uh, shows and, um, had Dan Patrick. And he said, well, we had an opportunity to get the number one morning radio show for sports out there. And we took it. I'm like, so no more bill. Like, no man. Sorry. So younger. Although Dan's great. I mean, Dan's, I mean, that's a talented, he's a talented dude, but yeah, I was, I was pretty bummed, man. So now yeah, it sucks, but we get you when we cover you. And if anyone, and of course, Come on, we live in 2021. If I really, really, really want to take an effort, I can just whip this out, Bluetooth, and on the fans there, and then we're good. So I'm, I'm just so like the, the the habit of just hitting that button and going, yes. Anyway, so that's the story of uh, no longer hearing Bill Ryder in Southern Oregon. Sorry, but man. I love Oregon too. I mean, it's such a, it's such a great market. My wife and I we used to drive up there before the kids got so old. We were full time taxi drivers for uh-huh. soccer and various sports. <laughs> We just drive from L.A. to Portland, just drive around Oregon, man. It beautiful country. Yeah, Portland is we're southern Oregon. So Portland is kind of scary, especially for the, you like know, Portland. the blue color. Don't get me wrong. That's exactly. I'm from L.A. and big city. It's cool. But the last couple of years with this, the state of the world and everything, it's uh, the, world, the world's messed up. It is uh, it is it can be a scary place, especially overnight and especially during the election years. <laughs> Northern California to Southern Oregon is some of the prettiest places I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, it's it's a good place to live. Like right now, we're in a spot where in the morning it's 50 degrees. In the afternoon, it's hitting 90. And at certain times of the year, you can go to the ocean and surf. You can head inland and ski and then decide to take a rafting trip all in the same day. And then if you really have the energy, you can go hiking. So I mean, life is good. Life is good. I don't know why you want to leave so bad, Nick. Yeah, I don't know, Where man. Going? I want to go. I want to move to Vegas. I want to get to the hub of where everything that we do with Dadcast is happening. So. Oh, dude, I like Vegas. I don't know. I mean, I once did an eight eight day bachelor party and barely survived. <laughs> so I don't know if I could live there. But Vegas is fun. Is yeah, this? Is I this live on the outskirts? I wouldn't live on the Strip. I wouldn't. I would I stay away from the Strip. I would just, you know, kind of. There's there's some really nice towns on the outskirts that are just like Southern Oregon. But I mean. 85 degrees hotter on any given day. It is, it is hot. It is hot, Vegas. 
That's why God made swimming pools. <laughs> uh, so that that bachelor party, I'm assuming that was prior to being a, a dad. No, so my brother, Ooh. who I love, my my best friend, but he's three years younger than me. He was a uh, you know never do never do well. Was a was a was a wild dude. Was like if I ever get married, you got to come to an eight day bachelor party. Promising that felt like promising. If you ever dunked on Jordan, I would do something crazy. <laughs> and then he like met a sweet girl and settled down and. I was like, oh, shit, I got to go. So we did. It was eight days. I mean, it was. I don't know. That, that That's like hangover status right there. I, eight days. I mean, we. So that's I know. Impressive. I know. I knew an, a casino owner from my NBA days who who took us to a club I would never have access. David Ghetto would never have gotten in. And, and we <laughs> lost one of my brother's best friends who was down to his last $13. And we found him. Long story short. We found him. We thought he was dead. We found him 24 hours later, passed out in our room, and we turned him over. and He had two black eyes. And we checked his pulse. <laughs> he was alive, and we couldn't wake him up. So we went to eat. We came back up. He had like thirty-one thousand dollars in chips in his pockets. He was down to thirteen dollars. He doesn't. He says he doesn't know how he got it. He has two. He doesn't. I don't. Yeah, man. It was. <laughs> I behaved, but a lot of people that Badger party did not. It. We, I, we did everything but burn down the hotel room. Oh, that's crazy. a great story. I'm actually heading to Vegas. Tomorrow. What is it? No, it's Tuesday. I'm leaving Thursday. Um, okay, full disclosure. Papa is a huge, 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 huge Raider fan. So I'm going to see uh, the Raider game against Miami, where uh, I'm per, I'm fairly certain that, because I'm, I'm not convinced. Remember, I'm a Raider fan, so I know this team. So they're probably going to go 2-1, and one because why wouldn't they? Uh, you know, they're playing an, a winless Miami team who couldn't With do no squat. Right. So, of course, they're going to lose that game. <laughs> but they get past that and go 3-0. and I'll be like, eh, maybe hold a little hope. But So I'm going to give you another scenario. They're playing at home. This is like, isn't this like the first season they're playing in their new stadium? It's first like, season with uh, with fans allowed back with in. fans, right? Yeah. They're going to go 3-0. and It is Miami. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they should. But keep in mind, Raider fan. I know oh, what I, I, I know what happens. They'll probably go I, eight no and then lose the final friggin' nine this year. And business I'm man. not a Gruden guy, but they look good. I mean, so they've beaten the Ravens and the Steelers. Is that yeah, right? I mean, yeah. that, those are good wins. Yep. And then this morning's power rankings come out, and I don't hold much stock in power rankings, but you've got both the Chiefs and the Ravens above the Raiders. Raiders I, I did beat that. Yeah, you did. I did power rankings and I had I had the Raiders six. It's and six the two and the Ravens four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, the Raiders beat beat the Ravens, who beat the Chiefs. I know. I know. You know why? Know. Because it's Raiders. It. It's the Raiders. Raiders. I know, and, and that is the hump that we yeah. need to get over. Oh, we just need to make the playoffs, man. But Derek Carr looking good, and we'll get that. He looks great. It's, he it's, does look good. We do need Derek Carr good. on the podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. we're trying, man. We got the hookup in Vegas. We're it's going to happen. Brian Lindsay's going to work his magic. We're going to. We're going to get him. But again, busy. And once Stafford comes on, then and it, okay, now we're going to need to get 31 other quarterbacks on the show. I mean, Stafford, that's a level. That's a level right there. Yeah, it is. I can't wait for that one, man. That's, that's going to be that's going to be good stuff. Now he's in L.A. Oh, are your kids sports fans? Are they? Uh... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's interesting. I um. I talk about sports for a living and I love sports, but I when I watch sports, I watch them for work. I'd never been a soccer fan ever. Like I played it, but I never been. And I've kind of gotten into soccer as just a way to watch sports and not have to worry about what I have to say on the radio or on TV. 
So they're huge soccer fans. They play, they love the Lakers, which is really difficult for me. I mean, I'm, I don't dislike LeBron, but I've covered LeBron my whole career. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. So it's really weird to have kids who are like LA fans, but yeah, they're, they, so I've got, I promised to take them a Lakers game, a Rams game, a Dodgers game. So I'm basically going to be poor for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, it is, I had no idea how much money parents spent on sporting events until I, my kids got a little bit older because I've always gone for free, right? I just get a credential and I go yeah. and I don't really, it is outrageously, it, it's, it's hundreds and oh, hundreds. You got to buy the jersey. You got to buy the right. hats. You got to get the food. Thankfully, they're not drinking beers food. yet. That's yeah, right. Oh my God. <laughs> Daddy drinks beers. So I'll get two, <laughs> two beers and an ice cream. It's $89. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can get a hotel room with the cable, with the game on the TV and the stink for cheaper than that. Uh, that's exactly it. But they know they love, yeah, they love sports. And uh, it's interesting because I live in this community where there's a lot of athletes and a lot of pressure on kids at a crazy young age to perform. I mean, I've seen five-year-olds get yelled by their dads at ISO games and like, we're going to watch three hours of tape today. So we kind of take a very no pressure philosophy on sports with our kids because I play a lot of sports. I talk about sports. We're surrounded by sports and they on their own just sort of pick them up and, and love them. Like if they want to do piano and not do sports, cool. But they are they are huge sports fans. Now you're a big tennis fan. I am. Yeah. Now, does ping pong, in your opinion, relate into the tennis world? It relates in the sense that I look like on a on an athlete scale one to ten, I'd be a two, and I dominate that sport too. I love okay. table tennis. Okay. I got some. So okay. I went to a wedding. Did you, are you? I went to a wedding. I, I was in a wedding a month ago with my cousin in, in, in Wisconsin. Didn't know any of the guys because my my cousin she was getting married. The groom put me in to be nice. And so I just, I whooped up on these poor fools before the wedding. I love table tennis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So God, when, uh, if you're a religious man or believe in that sort of thing, do, gives, 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 uh, people gifts. All right. I got two of them in okay. my opinion. One is this gloriously perfect voice. It's a good voice. And the other is ping pong. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, thrown. so yeah, I, I, Gauntlet has been thrown. Uh, if, and when I ever get the chance to meet you in person and there's a friggin' ping pong table there, Done. you and I mono imano. And oh. I think maybe if I want to up the ante here, yeah. you, uh, you already have your status in the world. That is sports radio. We are, uh, this, this podcast is actually it's growing beyond levels we ever imagined. Okay, I knew it would, but it's going much faster than we expected it to. In fact, yeah. we just eclipsed, I think, over 150,000 followers on all social media. And the wow. one thing that is... 185,000. Okay, see, there we go. And uh, the only thing that is minute at this point, which is my baby, is the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to heights. But everything else is, like, huge. Anywho, I'm thinking charity, ping pong, writer versus Pierce, yep. and we donate, you know, half of whatever proceeds to each, you know, you pick one, we'll pick one, and uh, it should be fun, but that's, I'm going to save that for when we are over one million. All right, JP, I'm in. Social Let's media. Go. Yeah, and it's on, it's right here. I mean, so you I, might uh, be inviting the fox into the hen house, though, I'm just telling you. <laughs> God, I, I ain't sk- <laughs> That's funny you say that because the safe challenge. You have no idea. You know what I like? Gauntlet down on a UFC fighter. I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass. Can I can I tell the story? (laughs) Yeah, let me just. I'm I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set Bill up, and then you can finish the story. Are you a UFC fan, Bill? 
I am. I used to cover it, and then I've okay. gotten so busy I don't cover it like I used. But I know Dana to a certain degree, and yeah, I've been to a bunch of the yes. So if I know. drop a name, you should probably know the fighter. He's he's not an unknown. Josh Berkman. Yep. Okay, he is on the podcast. Uh, that episode drops in a couple of weeks here on the channel. Um, I'm going to leave it at that, Nick. <laughs> so I uh, am in the like, what three days in having COVID or something, right? I'm like not thinking clear. This is months ago, mind you. Josh. And uh, I'm like, come up with this great idea. Like, I want to have an exhibition fight with Josh Berkman. So I challenge him. And then I'm like, well, let's bring him out to Grants Pass. We'll do it in Grants Pass, Oregon. We'll film it. And we'll sell it to Netflix or something. So, yeah, I threw the gauntlet down on Josh Berkman in the midst of a COVID crisis. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> not thinking clearly. And JP goes and table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, though, Berkman. I think a table tennis. Berkman agreed, and that oh, fight yeah. was agreed. actually yes. And he, he's uh, he was going to come out. It was like a week ago, but yeah. our area yeah. of the world actually we have the glorious. Uh, we're known right now for being the hotbed of the new Delta variant COVID infection, so we pushed yeah, it all back. COVID rates in the country where we live. Do you guys know the name Pat Militich? Do you know that name from MMA circles? He trained a bunch of guys back in the day. He's like an old fighter in the, in the 90s. And he used to have a gym in eastern Iowa. And I went there once to train because I boxed a little bit. I wanted to get in shape when I was young. I didn't drink as much as I do now. I didn't, didn't look like a dad bod guy. And I showed up, and those guys kicked the living crap out of each other so much. I'm like, you know what? I was a newspaper writer then. I'm just going to write about this. And for, I'm so glad because they would have broken me in half. So, uh, Nick, good luck. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's still there's happening. More, there's more to this. So when, when I threw that challenge out, I think I weighed about 275, 280. I was just starting to lose some weight. So I took up jujitsu, started training super hard. I'm down to 210 right now. So wow. the man, so I, I, yeah, I he's lost 80 pounds. I've been told That's if amazing. I can last a minute and a half, I have a future in the UFC. And I told that person, no. Oh, I thought I'm that was your wife talking to you, but no, oh, no never no, mind. My wife so. Don't do this. <laughs> so. Right. Are you, She's I like, mean, I have you love trained? You. Are you, do you think you have enough, the sort of array of fighting skills to. Absolutely not. <laughs> not even a, I, I know how to run. <laughs> There's a cage. There's, yeah, yeah, right. I'll climb the damn cage. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you know, Berkman's going to, he's not going to go full bore. No, it's it's going to be fun. Right. I, I think just the jujitsu has been awesome. The the little bit that I've learned so far, just with that, and then I wrestled in high school. I boxed for a long time, so I've got a little bit, but not not anywhere near what Berkman's got. He's going to get his. These are going to be like Berkman's. Be like here, Nick. Here is your ass. Yeah. So my, hand my to doctor you. actually told me we need to hold off until this COVID scare is done, just in case Berkman does put me in the hospital because. Yeah, there's I'm not no room. Seen by a doctor for like 20 hours if I end up in the hospital. That's a fair point. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, thanks, doc." Yeah, yeah. you know what's going to happen, but yeah, see, smart ping pong, Nick. Ping and pong, it's know. funny. So I, I was going to tell you uh, for fun when people come and tell me when that they're really good at ping pong and they want to play, I'll play them left-handed, and usually win. But if they're okay. And they're doing all right. Then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I forgot I'm right-handed. I'll play left-handed. And then, oh, so he, come on, baby. All right, all right. Good. I, 
I will play left-handed the whole time. No, 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 no. I want the best of Ryder. All right, so so when this is going to happen, I am left all dressed up. Oh, like well, okay. John McEnroe, little short tennis shorts, tight tank tops, Ooh, headbands. Awesome. You, you want to go eighties style? Yeah, 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 I mean, I can grow a fro. I had a fro like three months ago. I'll go like big old yes. curly hair. Yeah, yeah. It, we got to go real deal, man. We can't just. Right. You know, Dude, yeah. I'm wearing those thick neon. Yes. Little tiny short shorts, tight yeah, tank they're... tops. <laughs> all right. White, yeah. white. I want to. Yes, yeah. all white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to be intimidated. I want. I want to know this is for real. No, it's fine. We. I, I did the same thing with a buddy of mine. His name's Jay Rap. He was a uh, Division One doubles tennis player at Nebraska, I believe, back in the nineties. Won a title. Uh, you can look it up. Um, I think it's Nebraska. If I got the college wrong, Jay, I'm sorry. Um, he was. He's really good. And we did the same type of event locally, very small here in Southern Oregon, um, for the uh, Ethan Jostad Foundation. Uh, it's cancer for kids. And he talked all his smack too, and he played tennis, and he's an actual legitimate collegiate champ. And uh, I, 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 I wiped the floor with him. Are you like Forrest Gump? Is this is it? We're gonna have some Forrest Gump style. I, I can yes, I can slam it from any angle, close, back, side, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. It, it, I haven't played in a while, but it, it's that's no excuse. I hadn't played in a while when I whooped on Jay Rap. So I, yeah, if this happens and when it happens, let me say not if when it happens, there yeah. will be training involved, and that's going to be some good montage video right there. <laughs> okay. And I got I'm my kids to you. cheer. I'm just saying the last guy who did this with me did it with basketball, young athletic guy that was my board op when I was in LA, and I was like, all right, man. And I, uh, a bunch of people came out. We had a fit with a crew. I beat that poor bastard 11 to nothing. And every year I tweet out on the anniversary. I tweeted at him just to let him know. It's, I mean, I'm sure that won't happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, that's I'm, all right. Talk it up, man. Talk, 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 talk. I love talking. it. I love I'm it. Just telling you the history. <laughs> I'm just telling you the history. Oh, no, no. I'm excited, man. This is, I, I would, I'm not kidding. This is a great cause we can come up with and, you know, bringing two together, we'll uh, we'll make it happen, man. In the future, I'm thinking springish next year when the weather's nice. I'm, I'm willing to get my ass kicked in table tennis for for a good cause. Absolutely, and so am I. All right, but it's not going to happen. We should bring this uh, this little challenge to Vegas. I think we should meet in Vegas. To do it inside the octagon. Ooh, because we got we got cool. some friends. You know, I don't know if you know about the uh, the tough enough the, the minor leagues at UFC. Yeah. Um. Of course. They've been on hold because of COVID, but we uh, we have some friends that basically run that show, and we are going to actually do some episodes of the podcast uh, in the Octagon as well with some of the fighters who are dads. I can think of no better way to do it than a put a ping pong table inside the Octagon as well. That's right. All right. All right. Maybe even Matt Phillips with Arena Wars, man. He just got that NBC contract. I don't know if that's going to be against the CBS, but oh, yeah. Okay, man, I'm in. I'm in. I'm right. excited. Yeah. Let's. Let's shift gears, man. Are the kids down for ping pong? <laughs> no, I, I actually haven't. I was thinking. I, I I have not taught them. I have not taught them the ping pong yet. I need to get on that because we've just got access to a table at a place we go sometimes. Yeah, that's that's how I learned, man. My big brother, he was decent, and we had a, a ping pong table inside the community pool area in the condominium yeah. village I grew up in, Thousand Oaks, California. That's where I grew up, by the way, Ventura County. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just spent. Every summer, every waking minute there from probably nine years old to 18. And then one day I beat Big Brother when I was like 15. And he, and he never beat me again. And I just, 
I took off and, and then it was all about, can I beat JP? And no one could ever. I've lost like three matches in 20 years. Just saying. I, I know it doesn't bode well for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, but, but there is going to be that time here. I told me I'd get off of it and here I, I, I am. I'm keep going. Uh, there'll be the time that, you know, I, I do talk enough garbage and talking to smack where I will lose. And if, and if it is to bill Ryder, well, man, I can't think of a better opponent. I get, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Nick, what you got, man? I'm just basking in this greatness that's going to happen. I can't wait. Where? What? Okay, I know, right? When was your uh, first time you cracked open a mic on radio? Where were you? How old were you? And how did you get to that? Really late in the game. So, so my sort of crazy weird stories. I I was a newspaper writer. I covered politics. I covered Bill Clinton. I once I once like cornered him with a urinal when he was going to the bathroom. Is my claim to fame? I didn't inhale. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what's going on? <laughs> take a pee. And uh, kind of randomly got into sports writing, got a big break to cover LeBron James when he went down to Miami in 2010, 11. My God, it's 10 years ago. Yeah. And had never spoke. So I was 32, maybe at that age, had never spoken on the radio. And a show called The Loose Cannons, when Pat O'Brien and Steve Hartman used to be on at Fox Sports Radio, maybe halfway through that season, asked me to come on. I'd never been on the radio. I'm like, sure. I was a guest, right? I was a guest. And then at the end of the year, a guy named Don Martin, who runs CBS for, or not CBS, uh, Fox Sports Radio Nationally, uh, offered me a chance to go into a radio to be the third host on a radio show with two great guys who, like most radio hosts, like the mic and don't like to share the mic. So I think in the first two segments, I said three words that got, dra- that got shouted down. And that was, I mean, that was nine years ago. And somehow, I don't know, I got a weekend show and then I just, you know how radio is. It just, it kind of worked out. So I came to it really late in life. And the first time I really hosted, I was in a studio alone in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, two guys were talking over me. I didn't say a single word the first segment. And the producer of the show, a guy named Sam Batesh, who's now a good friend of mine and my boss, uh, comes down the line, right? And I'm super nervous. He goes, hey, that was in t- LA fashion that bill that was beautiful it was magic I love everything you're doing you're so talented it's just it's so great you love it just maybe just maybe just talk just a word or two just start there and say more words I didn't say anything for and then yeah I woke up one day because I was living in Kansas City and I woke up one day and I was living in LA doing TV at night radio during the day and America's amazing, man. Life is good. I'm pretty I'm a pretty blessed dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been so I've been doing it like 20 years and I'm I wouldn't say I'm tired of talking behind the mic. I'm good at it. I like it. It's my friend. We love it. But Nick over here, for the first season or two of these shows, I was like, Nick, you really, you got to co-host. The very definition means you need to talk. It's and, hard. And uh, used to it. He's, yeah. he's gotten much better. He's gotten much better. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an intimidating voice, but I'm not past. I, I, I welcome it. If anyone anyone comes on this show and decides they just want to chat the entire hour and I don't have to totally okay with it. And Tom again, Arnold, he did that. Yeah. We had Tom Arnold on who man, he's a talker. Oh, he <laughs> is. And who, you should check that episode out. If you ever get an hour out of your day, you're driving, man, it's, <laughs> it's, <nice. laughs> it's interesting. We'll just put it that way. Very, very interesting. I can't believe that man is not in jail. I'm sorry, Tom. That's right. Or like he doesn't own it. Oh, his wife like has ex wife millions of dollars. Like, Isn't Tom Arnold from Iowa? Is that is that am I thinking that right? I'm gonna Google it. It's I think I think so or somewhere I think, in that area. Maybe Wisconsin. 
I think his oh, sister Ohio. She was like the the meth queen of yeah something. of Iowa. Where yeah. I'm from, I'm from Iowa. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his sister did go to jail. Oh yeah, they had a yeah. she had a Netflix documentary, a documentary on her. About right. his I haven't sister. seen it yet. I I have loved ones who knew her in that capacity in Iowa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig any deeper on that one, Bill. Uh, yeah, don't ask. Okay, I'm not taking on that one. <laughs> but hey, definitely watch Tom's documentary on his sister, though. It's actually really good. Is it good? Yeah, it, it's it's really good. I'm actually getting into documentaries. I've, I've never watched them, and I've watched a bunch lately. Like, Dude, I'm me of- too. I, I'm all about the Netflix documentaries. I watched. It's our age, it's so you guys. Good. It's our age. It's yeah. yeah I would much yeah. rather watch that than This Is Us. <laughs> I've you- never seen a minute of that. Show. Neither have I. And now I know that, like, the guy's – sorry, if you haven't seen it, turn this off. The guy dies or something? I was like, I don't want to watch that crap. What? I know. I know. When he That's died, depressing. I was like, I was like, damn it. This is the saddest show in the whole world. Yeah, in a fire? Is that, like, what? Everyone's <laughs> crying one day at work. But it, I'm like, what? It, never watching this. My lady watches it, so, of course, I get to hear the rundown of every show she ever watches that I don't watch because, of course, of course I want to know, right? But – so I get to hear about it, but apparently it's a pretty unique show. And the fact that, yes, he died, but it's kind of like lost where they like, we're going to bring you back, but film an entire separate area of your life. So you're still in the show. Well, it's, just this happened in the seventies or something along those lines. So Yeah. So they go back and tell the story of when the kids were little, then they tell the story when they're adults and how oh, wow. the dad ties in. It's, it's a good show. I'm that not going to lie. Good. How do I we get from I, kids to talking about this is us? I don't know. Nick. I, mean, I blame Nick. Amelia on the show. Name drop. I have a question. And we're, I'm, I'm, I'm reeling it back in here for the kids. Uh, how did you as a father and, and, and the wife, you know, being parents navigate last year with your kids in school in LA and California and COVID? How, how did that personally work out in your family? It was really hard. And we, so we, I was in New York and my career was going really well, right? Like we moved to New York. I got my own TV show. I, got, I had my own radio show at night for four hours. Um, I was doing a bunch of stuff, big CBS. And I never saw my kids. I, I literally would leave my house in Brooklyn at eight in the morning and get home at 11 at night. And then I would, you know, on Saturday play, be playing with my kids. I would fall asleep on, on, on the, on the floor. So we, one day my wife, just like, we're going back to LA. I had permission to go back. I didn't want to uproot my kids from school. My daughter was thriving in Brooklyn. My son was not. So when we moved back, we were sort of like, all right, it's a reset. Daddy's going to be around a lot more. I compacted my work schedule so I could be home for dinner and like actually be a father and be a better, be around. And a short time after that, the whole world shut down. So for us, we got a little bit lucky in the sense that we'd had two years and I love my kids and we're super close. My kids are close to me, but I wasn't around very much and they didn't see me and I didn't get to have dinners with them. So for, for us, we got pretty lucky that like being stuck together in a house for five or six months, at least for me, was kind of a strange blessing. And we live in LA and we have this little beach, I mean, we have a little beach cottage, right? So it's tiny, but we have a great little location. We have an amazing yard. So we spent all of our time outside. We drove all over LA and looked at the Hollywood sign and all the crap you'd never see because it was a zombie movie. There were nobody on the sh- I mean, there were, we would go up in the Hollywood Hills and just pull over the height of the pandemic in the middle of the street and look out because nobody was up there. My wow. wife and I started cooking more often. Uh, my son, and we were pretty open about it, has a, has dyslexia, which we had discovered pretty like right at the start of the pandemic. 
And it and so it allowed us to really work with him on just how his brain needs to process information in a different way. So he started to thrive. Like we, I know it's not true for everybody. And we all got COVID the very first few weeks of, of the pandemic and got really sick and then we're okay. We had a pretty amazing experience because I was around. We were able to help my son with sort of what he specifically needed for his education. I'm really close with my kids, but hadn't seen them a lot. Right. So we got to play tennis together and we got to walk along the beach and we, it wasn't as bad for us as it, as it might've been for other, for other people. That's good to hear. Was that the catalyst for uh, you no longer doing the uh, evening show? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So I remember listening to you signing off that night. Oh, it was so sad. Uh, I love that show. I mean, I like that show and, and the crew that I worked with, you know, it was like family and it's, it's kind of luck and kind of magic to find a show that works and the audience likes it and, and the people you work with you love. And I've done radio shows. I've had hosts that I hated and it's miserable. It's a, so this was a different experience. And what happened was, I'll just tell you, I don't, I don't care. Um, I have two jobs. I work at CBS sports radio in the morning and CBS sports sports in sort of the evening. And I work under contract like you probably do. Right. And so basically my deal was coming up in a year and I, I was offered a four year deal, which is a long time in our business. Mm-hmm. A long time, guaranteed, right? And it was good timing with the pandemic, as it turned out, just before the pandemic. But I had to, I had to cover the NBA again, full time. Give up my TV show, cover the NBA, and that meant couldn't do radio at night. It was a really hard decision, yeah. but just financially and job security. Like if I didn't have kids or my kids were off in college, I wouldn't have done it, frankly, because uh, I love that show. So yeah, I, and I thought I was done with radio, and then they came back to me, I guess eight months later, a year ago now. And, and offered this this sort of time slot during the day. But but yeah, I, when I signed off on that show, man, that was a, I was so bummed. I was so depressed because radio, when it's great, is the best thing on earth. Yeah. Just like radio, when it's, it's like a marriage probably. When it's amazing, it's amazing. And when it's awful, it makes you want to bash your skull on the, on you know, on, on, in the wall, on the wall. Yeah, but I, I was yeah. in that bashing my head against the wall point right pre-COVID. So we're talking January 2020 and... Yeah. I was thinking about and trying to navigate how I'm going to exit this particular company when they did it for me. It's weird how those those mixed bl- hidden blessings. Right, right, and and it was scary. Don't get me wrong, but literally next week, everyone got canned or put on furlough anyway because of COVID. So right. I probably would have been on the chopping block regardless because uh, I made the most money of the people right. that work there. So like, hey, let's get rid of him. Yeah. It's radio. But I started my own radio business and it's called pirate radio. It's if you are sipping drinks in a tiki bar somewhere in South Florida or the Caribbean, and there's music playing in that tiki bar, that is what pirate radio is. And uh, it's a streaming service. We've got over a hundred thousand listeners worldwide on a daily basis. Oh, um, so I, I decided I had to unlearn everything I learned in radio and relearn it a different way because now I had no rules and I had no boss. I was my own boss. And anyway, pirate radio. It's awesome. Check it out. It's streaming. That's what I do along with this podcast and about 17 other jobs these days. But I I get it. That's it's difficult. And I was very sad too. And then I was so super stoked when I got to hear you back on the show. And then I was, and then they freaking yanked it out from under me again. I know. It's because you know how this works. I mean, we're national. And so at night we were cleared in a lot of places Yep. and we're not cleared as many during the day. And I love, I mean, I love my, that's the other thing I've, I've worked for good people and bad people. And I work for 
really good people, both on TV and radio, and that's a huge difference maker. But I do, I miss the old show. I mean, four, we, four hours is a lot of radio, but I love, like that crew, the three guys I worked with are among my closest friends. I mean, it's just, and you know how it goes. Sometimes uh, there are people I worked with at another sh- shop that are on the other end of the spectrum. It's right. Our interpersonal relationship. So I also um, miss, and and I haven't heard from him since, but uh, Scotty Farrell, I is he even doing radio anymore? Yeah, I know Scotty left, right? Scotty left shortly after I did. I think like right yeah, at the exact yeah. time. He's due, I should know this. Is it Sports Grid? He's a really good dude, talented dude. Yeah, he's so he's 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 on, but I you know, I, I he's not on where I live, so I haven't heard Scott right. in a while. So yeah, it's just crazy how you, you you like something and love something and then they're gone. Unless of course you're Howard Stern and you make millions and you can be on anything everywhere. Yeah, Howard's doing okay. He's doing all right. That's uh, all right, man. That's like the one radio guy in the history of the world that when you know, everyone thinks it's funny. You know, I'll go in here and what do you do for a living? I'll work in radio. Oh, you're JP, yeah, I hear you. And then they think all Howard Stern money. All of a sudden you're so wealthy. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'd probably do better off working in, in and out, to be to be perfectly honest. But uh yeah. So it doesn't matter though. I there's something to be said about doing what you love versus not. It's not a job to me. It's 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 life, and I absolutely love it. And that's why this guy, that's where I met him. And he yeah. decided, hey, can we do a podcast? Middle of the pandemic. Uh, you work in radio. You, you can know how to do all these things. We should do a podcast. Here we are like 16 months later, and Bill Ryder's on the show. Wow. Freaking crazy. <laughs> and he's about to get his ass kicked by uh, Berkman. That's right. <laughs> we had Randy Couture on, and uh, he even said, It'd be a good idea. Couture's a good guy. He is. He's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. he's a good dude. I meant the the Chuck Norris thing, dude. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, I threw it off there. Nick, we have a little segment we like to do near the end of a podcast, Bill. Um, It's kind of a radio segment. He doesn't understand that, but uh, it's the Fast Five. We're going to ask you five questions. Don't think about it. It can be one-word answers. Yeah, you know, I, I don't need to train Bill. I know the drill. Right. I'm ready. You need to train me. I'm even going to zip up my hoodie to get ready. To I've get been trying, and I might throw in a couple of my own afterwards just because. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Let's do this. Favorite athlete that you've interviewed? LeBron James. Okay. Who is going to the Super Bowl this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you, want both, you want both sides? I want both, right I want both Chiefs. Rams. Ooh. See, That's I a would, safe bet. Yeah. That's a very safe bet. It yeah, is, I'm still going for Niners. They're they're gonna make it somehow. They're I, good. I, I mean, maybe that's a good division. He's a Niner fan. <laughs> Favorite meal to cook for your kids? A Catalan dish. We're into Catalan food randomly. That is a, a whole chicken separated into eight pieces with like an onion garlic base and like an orange flavoring, among other things. Dude, I'm in. Nice. When you're done with the ping pong thrashing I'm going to give you, can you make that for us? I can cook. I can cook, actually. All right. You got it. So, so I'm rocking the keto thing, and that sounds like right up my alley. It's so good. Oh, it, man. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It takes like eight hours to make. But I just open a beer, some beer and just like chill. And Imagine it's fly or take a boat over to Catalina and make that Catalina dish on Catalina. Oh, yeah. You get inception-y. Ooh, there we go. All right, get going. Funniest parenting fail. Oh man. Um, when my daughter, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when, my, when my, when my daughter, so I, I, I swear too much. And when my daughter was um, four, she was in her, in her room getting ready for, for day, daycare. And my, my wife and I were watching. So we're like, Oh, it's so cute. Sweet little moment. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm a princess. 
and I'm going to go to school. And then she went to put her sweater on. And she goes, I can't get my fucking sweater on. <laughs> and my wife looks at me and is like, you fix it. <laughs> He's got a, a, a same story that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> With his one-year-old. Yeah. Well, you're one year old. That's early. You got that early. Which one? I'll say I'll tell the uh, the masking one. We're at Walmart, right? And so my daughter is like totally against masks and against the vaccine, and she goes to church and stuff all the time. Which there's nothing against church, but her church is very anti-vax, anti-mask. And I'm like, Emma, don't be an idiot. Wear your mask. And my little guy heard that. So we're in Walmart a couple hours later. And some lady walks by us not wearing a mask and he points and goes, idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, or, or like I'll drop something while I'm cooking and you'll be like, oh, shit, dad. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> All right, that reminds me of my second parenting fail. Same sort of thing. I was in Kansas City and I was in a car and a guy like almost hit me and my kids with his car and then like flicked me off. So I sped up. I shouldn't have to the light with him. And I rolled me. He's like, fuck you, asshole. And I roll my window, my kids in the back. And I go, I got two kids in the car. I didn't think about it. And he like looked horrified and drove off. So the next day we're driving. Somebody cuts us off. And I hear my daughter in the background. He's three go, dude, I got two kids in this car, man. And now whenever anything happens in the car, my both my children will yell at 12 and 9. Like if I cut someone off or I honk at someone, dude, I've got two kids in this car because kids <laughs> are impressionable. Sponges. It it's crazy. <laughs> All right. Last question. Right. You can have a billboard with anything on it. What would it be? Oh man. That's, I mean, I hate the ego of this, but it would be listen to writer than you on Odyssey's app. That's what it would be. I want to like, I, lie I you. love this dude. Holy crap. Right. <laughs> Picture of me in LA on the 405 <laughs> with writer than you. You should be listening in the, you know, the Odyssey app or whatever. All right. So, uh, okay. When we first started this podcast, oh. within a week, I got a, I bought us a billboard on the busiest street in Medford that said the number one parenting podcast in the world That's with our fucking pictures on it. How much did that cost? I want one. How much did it cost? Well, thankfully, it, was like, it wasn't it was that bad. Like 400 bucks for the month. And it was, it was like one of those rotating billboards that just, it digital comes on every like, yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. It was kind of, it was more of a joke just to piss people off. And yeah, but you know, me being, <laughs> you know, kind of a face in this community for many, many, many years. And then, you know, I've had billboards and whatever advertising the stations I've worked on and me and do whatever, but I see that and I read the tag number one parenting pod and I let's look at it. I call them up immediately. I'm still standing in front of it, just staring and going number one parenting pod. Really? <laughs> Okay, look, we're good parents and all, but I think that might be a little bit of a reach, dude. You, you know what we are now, though? We're in the top 10 in the country in parenting podcasts, so. Yeah, hey, man, it was a little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing. Now, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I'm a fan, and I listen to the show religiously when I can. Now that I can, I'm adding a simple question. And, and, and yes or no, you don't have to get into detail. You don't even have to answer this one, Bill, but. I'll answer. Is part of you somewhere deep inside pretty glad that Phoenix didn't win that title? Yes. Because of a certain player? Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I made me a bad person. Oh, no, 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 no. I get it. I listen. So it's like, I get it. We don't need to go any farther with that, but I had to know. I, I, and I was thinking of you, man. I'm like, dude, I was, I, I, I had, I had money on Phoenix. I had a lot of, who money. wouldn't have, right? Like from the beginning of the finals, like mm -hmm. I had like 
18 to one, whatever it was. And we hedged, so we were going to win either way. And I liked most of the guys in that team. And I met the, one of the owners on a flight and I was rooting. I, you know, how, like in sports, you think you're, you feel something, but the game reveals it. I was so happy when they lost. <laughs> that makes me a bad person. <laughs> no, I understand, oh, man. Happy. That's great. Nick, I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. And that the story behind okay. that afterwards. Um, Speaking of betting, did you hear about the guy who laid a 16 parlay yesterday or over the weekend? He laid a straight money line and he hit 15 to 16 going into last night and he needed Detroit to win. $25 bet paid 75 grand if it hit and Detroit loses that game last night. Can you imagine? He laid off. He laid it. He he, he, he was a $25 bet. All six to be like, how do you come up with 30 grand to just bet? Well, no, no, he bet 20. It was a $25 bet. Oh, I get it. But I just, I'm, what I'm saying is like, he, he could have bet, um, right. $30,000 in the Packers and just locked in a win or whatever. Right. Exactly. But he, yeah, yeah I read that article yesterday and, and oh. I was rooting for some random guy I never heard of for Detroit oh, to win last night. Bad. So he'd hit, but yeah. Why are you laying a 16 team parlay? What are the Actually, odds? You're burning, you're burning your money. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I told my I told my lady this story and she immediately we got a, a an app that was just Oregon has been very, very uh, anti online betting. And they finally released it a year and a half, two years ago, an app. It's called Scoreboards Online Oregon Lottery Betting App. And uh, we're not sponsored by the Oregon Lottery app, by the way. Just disclose that. Yeah. Can't bet on college ball, but she decided to go. I, I'm going to do the same thing. And she bet all the dogs next week. Five dollar bet will pay out a million dollars. I'm like, I'm no. like, you know what? If you want to throw five dollars away, go ahead. But in the small chance that that were to hit, it would be the greatest hit in the history of all things, and we'd have a million dollars. But I am telling you, honey, the Jags aren't going to win. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, it's if she does happen to win, can we buy a bigger studio? Yes. And we can buy like we can buy like four of those right there. We can. Yes. Oh, I have a green screen, by the way. If you couldn't tell, that is not my kick-ass studio, Bill. I'm sure you figured that one out. It was for a minute, and then I was like, "Oh, it's a green screen," but it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah, I know it looks good. It, it makes me look, makes me look awesome. very wealthy. It does. I actually was like, "Man, that guy's got a lot of guitars." <laughs> <laughs> he. Oh wait, oh wait. Was that it for the Fast Five, Nick? That's did, it. Did we get through it? Yeah. Okay. And then I got a couple add on extra bonus from JP. Um, in your opinion, Bill, who, and this is all sports, greatest athlete in the history of all time? Of all sports? All sports. I got it. Can I go tie? I got It's either Jordan or Messi. I think it's Jordan. Okay. Okay. My, my, I, 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 I go a little deeper. I, 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 Muhammad Ali. Yeah. That's my choice. Ali. Yeah. It's, that's a really hard question. That's a great question. Man, see, I, see, I would have gone Sanders. Like he Dion primetime yeah, or Barry. No, Dion Sanders, baseball and football. Man. He was killing it in two different sports. Yeah, I think for me, I could like geek out over this. It's probably Muhammad Ali, actually, as I as I think about it. Are the Raiders gonna make the playoffs this year? No, they're the Raiders. <sighs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I'm going to timestamp this 55 minutes, 55 seconds. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I'm not very often. 
but I want to be. And I who's your, I should know this. Who's your NFL team that who you root for? So I'm a Bears fan, but I also hate That's, them so much with yeah. a burning passion that I that like it's I'm very conflicted. But I was raised a Bears fan. Okay, my lady's a Bears fan, even though she's been kind of switching to the dark side lately with the Raiders, which I don't understand. You can't do that. If you're a fan of a fan, you're a fan. That's it. Period. Drop it. I'm stuck. I'm like born into it. I don't want to be. Yeah. I was born into it. I got no problem with the Bears. I went to, I'm in fact, I'm trying to go to that game in Vegas as well. That should be good. Oh man, that stadium's going to be amazing. Have you been there? No. Oh, I took the tour a few, about a month ago before the season started and they take you into a spoiler alert. Do you not want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay, so they, they, they give you the whole tour, and they take you into the locker room, and then they get crazy strict. Put your phones down, and they have security come make sure that your phones are in your pocket. They're not on. Something crazy is going to happen. They dim the lights. You're inside the Raiders locker room, and then hologram John Gruden appears, and he gives a, you know, a rah, 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 hoot, rah, go out there, win, et cetera, et cetera, knock on wood if you're with me. And it's like he's the technology is so advanced and so good with that hologram that he's there with you and the entire, you know, tour is you're like the team and uh, it's really cool. And, and then they take you into the press box and they take you up where the media goes and we got to go in the TV box and then they took us on the field and it's just that stadium, man, other than SoFi, which I hear is more like glitz and glammy stadium. The Allegiant is a pure, pure football stadium and it's so beautiful and so well laid out. I'm going to get to each of those this year. I hope I'm going to try. Yeah. You, I, I'd love to go to SoFi. I'm going to check out the charger game, hopefully. And, and if we get Stafford on, I mean, you know, we, who knows, Ooh, maybe we got the hookup. I, I'm going to throw it, you know, we name drop a lot, but I'm going to absolutely field field passes. Stafford, yeah. come on. <laughs> exactly. Look up with your boy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I will lie to him and tell him that I will become a Ram fan. If, if I can get those <laughs> fingers crossed for one day, et cetera, et cetera. But <laughs> Good stuff. All right, man. Well, dude, we are pretty much it there. Are, are you, so are you in this, how, how far is your studios from your house? Well, it used to be 15 minutes, but apparently traffic's bad because it took me. Uh, oh yeah. The 405, man. Yesterday. Yeah. So it's, ba- I'm in Culver city. So it's a, it's a 405 or, or maybe I'll just, there's like a Culver route. Third, call it like 30 minutes. The it's 405 is literally the reason I moved to Oregon. It's a good reason. The, worst. <laughs> the 405 is evil. Yeah, unless it's 3.30 to 4.30 a.m., I do not ever want to go on the 405 for any reason whatsoever. It is. Ugh. I'm going to be on it 10 minutes after this conversation ends, and it's going to suck. Yeah, well, my hearts and thoughts and prayers are with you, man. <laughs> he is Bill Ryder. He is the host of the sports talk show, Ryder Than You, on CBS Sports Radio. He's been an amazing guest. Thank you for taking time out of your day, man. Uh, we... Have a date with Destiny, just so you know. Oh, Going to remind you. Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> train it up. Get that ping pong action. Go left, go right. Do what you got to do. Maybe we can play some doubles. You know, I'll bring a celebrity. Maybe Berkman will agree to be my uh, my my teammate, Nick. And then <laughs> you, you can. After he breaks Nick in half. <laughs> yes. <That's right. laughs> I show up and I've got two fucking casts on my arms and shit. <laughs> neck brace. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for oh, making man. an appearance on DadCast, man. You've been amazing. Uh, Nick, until we yeah, meet man, again, and for everyone yeah. watching, whether you're listening or 
watching on the YouTube channel. Please like up, subscribe, do a lot of stuff, comment, uh, listen to Bill's show. You can check him out on CBS Sports Radio. And you did mention an app. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Bill. Odyssey app. Get on there. Boom. There it is. And we'll see you all next week. All right. See ya.